Hey guys, thanks for joining me for this 14th episode in Season 2 of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. Special guests for this episode include comedian and actor Maz Jabrani. We'll be talking about a new special on Peacock coming up tomorrow, Pandemic Warrior. We'll also visit with Dr. Andrew Orden about the continuing Season 13 of The Doctors. We'll also visit with actress Nicole Kang about CW's Batwoman and the new movie 10 Minutes to Midnight. If you would, please take the time to subscribe, drop a like, comment, leave some feedback, and share with your friends. Our first guest is comedian and actor Maz Chabrani, has a brand new comedy special available tomorrow on Peacock called Pandemic Warrior. First off, before we talk about the special, I want to say thanks so much for taking the time to be on the show. Thanks for having me, Cameron. I love your name. My ne- my nephew is one of my favorite people in the world. His name Cameron. So you're in good company. <laughs> well, that, uh, that's that's a good thing to start out with this morning. Now, now, Maz, the uh, the, the new special that premieres on on Peacock tomorrow, Pandemic Warrior. And uh, if, first off, this is in, anybody that's releasing anything uh, in the last few months uh, got to be feeling uh, pretty good about having a new project out there, right? Absolutely. You know, Cameron, the way this came about was in December of 2019, I went to Dubai in the Middle East and I filmed the comedy special. And I thought to myself, all right, I filmed the special. I'm going to go back to the States. I'll sell it. I'll have it on air in early 2020. I got all my tour dates lined up. My career is going to take off in 2020. That's my year. <laughs> of course. Yeah, exactly. Best laid plans of mice and men. I just, you know, lockdown, nothing, tour dates canceled. And I'll tell you what happened. It was, it was a little bit of a blessing because I started seeing some stand-up specials that were being released when we first went under lockdown. And when you would watch them, they'd been shot before the pandemic. So it looked like they'd been shot on Mars. Like, you know, the audience was filled with people close to each other, you know, and the comedian was complaining about traffic. And I'm going, what is this guy talking about? And so I decided if I'm going to put out a special... I need to do a few minutes at the top under the pandemic so that people understand what we're doing nowadays as comedians. So when the com- when this special starts, the reason I call it Pandemic Warrior was the, the first the three, four minutes is me in my closet doing comedy to a computer the way I've been doing it for a long time. Exactly. And then I just go, listen, guys, this is what's going on now. Let's go back to what I filmed before. You guys can watch it. And then at the end, I come back and I do a few more minutes of pandemic comedy, and uh, thus it's called Pandemic Warrior. Now, now, Maz, I, I know a lot of folks and a lot of comedians been getting a lot of feedback or, or pushback, if you will, about, about comedy and being a political comedian as well. I mean, have has that also been the case for you this year? Yeah, you know, it feels a little bit like the temperature of this country. Uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not stating anything unknown. It's very obvious. The temperature of the country really went up high, right? I mean, it's like we were very, very, uh, um, um, what's the word, uh, galvanized in, in some way. And, and I just remind people all the time, whether you're on the right or the left, the fact is that the beauty of America is that we have the freedom to make fun of our leaders. So whether it's Trump or Biden or Obama or whoever it is, we have the right to do that. So I, I tell people, you know, it was interesting because, I was thinking about this. 
when I, before Donald Trump became president, I used to have a couple of Trump jokes when he was the host of Apprentice, and people would just chuckle. Nobody cared. But then once he became president and he started saying some racist stuff, he started saying some other stuff that was very controversial, I don't know what happened along what part of the way, but people started taking jokes about him personally. And, and they would, you know, and I would have to remind people, guys, I'm not making fun of your grandmother. I'm doing a joke like every other comedian is. And by the way, I said, look, I've had to deal with this in my own life. Like, my mother's a Trump supporter. So I've had to deal. I, I'm, I know people on both sides. And, and so it's just about reminding people that the whole point of America is that we can make fun of our leaders. And, and also reminding people that these are our leaders. They're human beings. They're not deities that we should not be, you know, talking about. So that's been an issue. And, and uh, you know, I've tried to, I've tried to uh, um, uh, you know, walk my way through this fire with as much, uh, you know, uh, care as I could. As a matter of fact, the, 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 the special originally was going to be called Peaceful Warrior because I was trying to indicate that, I'm making my point, but doing it peacefully. Um, but again, it, it changed the pandemic for you. Now, Moz, did you find it uh, challenging to find humor in everyday life over the over the last several months? Has that been harder or maybe has it been a little easier because you've maybe not been so preoccupied? Unfortunately, it's been easier simply because there's so much going on that you can talk about. So, for example, under the lockdown uh, my wife and kids are all at home. Uh, the kids are doing Zoom schooling. My wife is doing her work on Zoom. So I'll joke about it. I'll say, you know, I, it used to be I'd walk out into my uh, living room. And I, would have, I had a family. Now I walk out in the living room and there's a different person in every corner with a computer typing away. It looks like an Internet startup company. And, uh, you know. We have zero funding. So that's kind of like, you know, that's, that's the world I'm living in. I used to be a comedian. Now I'm a handyman. I just, I walk around the house, you know, fixing stuff, you know, so there's a lot of material to talk about. Now, now Maz, what, it, what was maybe the, the, the most pandemic purchase that you made in 2020? Cameron, let me tell you, man, I have made a lot of purchases. That's one thing I think, you know, they've indicated because we're not traveling and we're not going to restaurants, people are buying stuff. And the truth is, I used to be very anti-consumer because I was like, don't fall for it, people. You know, you know, it's all, it's all a trick. Don't buy, don't buy from corporate America, big brother, whatever. But as soon as this pandemic hit, I was like, ooh, I want to get that. I got to get that. I got to get that. I mean, I'll tell you, Cameron, the Amazon guy will not stop showing up at my house. Every day he's in front. I'm, yeah. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, I, I, you got to stop showing up. He's like, you got to stop ordering. Uh, so there's been a lot of stuff. But I'll tell you one of my, my favorite uh, uh, orders as a father of two young kids, and now we got a pandemic puppy, by the way, which you would think would be my favorite purchase, you know, but the truth is my favorite purchase of the whole pandemic, I got a little um, uh, uh, Black & Decker hand vacuum that I love. I go around the house just picking stuff up, feeling like a god. Now, now, Maz, if, if folks want more information uh, about the new special, also uh, where they can keep up with everything you've got going on uh, social media-wise as well. Yeah, it's all pretty simple. It's, everything is at Maz Jobrani, M-A-Z-J-O-B-R-A-N-I. They follow me on Instagram. I'm very active on there. Um, I'm, I've also got a podcast called Back to School with Maz Jobrani that uh, they can find anywhere you find iTunes, uh, anywhere you find a podcast, including iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. 
And uh, the special is called Pandemic Warrior. Comes out Thursday, January twenty eighth on Peacock. They can sign up on Peacock. It's a it's a, it's an NBC streamer uh, streaming app. So just get the app, watch my special, and there's actually a bunch of other specials on there too. So they can binge watch comedy starting uh, uh, tomorrow when they when they get on there. There you go. Well, Maz, it is uh, always great to visit with you, sir. Looking forward to the new special. Hope you have a, a great 2021 and uh, that we can catch up again real soon, my friend. Thank you, Cameron. Same to you. Up next, we visit with Dr. Andrew Orden. You know him from one of the original members of The Doctors. Talk about the continuing coverage in Season 13. First off, Dr. Orden, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. My pleasure. Early here in California, but uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you, Cameron. Now, now, Dr. Orton, first off, the, the, the new season dealing with uh, COVID-19 and uh, all of the misinformation that's out there. I mean, uh, how much pride do you take with, uh, with the theme of taking the, your power back this season and the way you guys are, are presenting the information? Well, so much, so much pride. And uh, I'm sort of the last man standing, if you will. I'm one of the original hosts uh, now in our 13th season. And you know, what a time for a medical show with this, this COVID uh, pandemic, unprecedented times that, you know, it's all about medical issues. But, you know, the medical issues, the pandemic, they affect you also mentally and spiritually. And there are so many different avenues that we need to cover. And on the doctors this season, we are covering it. And you talked about the the emotional side of things. What do you think is maybe the thing that uh, that that folks are giving the least attention to, or or maybe s- something that they normally would give attention to, but now they're they've got so many other things on their mind that they're they're allowing it to lapse, if you will. Well, that that's so true on a number of fronts that you know because you're you're at home, you're isolated, you're less likely to, for example, go to your normal doctor visits, follow up with with other medical problems that you may have, et cetera. But on top of that, it's just more difficult to socialize, to keep in contact with friends and family. And we're finding from a psychological point of view that when you take that away, no matter what age you're dealing with, uh, kids, teenagers, adults as well, that if you lose that social interaction, that it can send you into a depression and, you know, have a, a very impactful effect on your life in general. And, and how much do you think the the overall as psychology of folks or psychology of folks over the last ten to twelve months has affected just the overall worldview, uh, politically, socially, all of that as well? well? You hit it right on the head. I mean, this pandemic has affected every aspect of of society, and you know we're sort of uh, calling it dealing with the new normal. It's what we're dealing with, but it's so abnormal that everything has changed all of the avenues and it's taking a lot of time to get used to. And at the same time, it's taking the toll. People have lost their jobs, their businesses, kids are at home, kids are depressed. Uh, they've lost the ability to interact with their friends, participate in sports, other activities that 
these are all new areas that are problematic uh, in society, and we have to come up with, with plans to deal with it, and we help you navigate that on the doctors. And, and, and Dr. Orden, along with all that, obviously uh, hopes are high for the vaccine as, as a new round, also a, a new strain, if you will, of COVID comes in. What do you think is, has been the, the, the biggest misconception related to the vaccine and, and the new strain, if you will? Well, I, I'm happy to report I got my vaccination. I got the, the Pfizer, the first and second dose. As a uh, health care provider, I was, I was near the top of the list and did that and safe. I had very few reactions to it. And, you know, the, the, simply put, the vaccine is the solution to this COVID pandemic, that once we get the majority of people vaccinated, that we will have that herd immunity and this vaccine is going to die out. So, you know, people, the, the, it was a perfect time because there already were those vaccine haters out there with the conspiracy theories that vaccines are bad for you, et cetera. So they jumped on board and were, were spreading misconceptions and myths. Trust me, the vaccine is safe. It was not rushed through. The side effects are are minimal and you know it seems to 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 provide lasting immunity including against the new strain of virus and Dr. Orden, I know that you guys share this as well. What do you think is uh, the the biggest thing? Maybe we will pick up as a, as a health uh, health conscious or health awareness as a result of COVID moving forward as as the pandemic uh, passes on, if you will. Well, I think we we learned a lot from this pandemic. I think we're going to be more cautious, even with flu season and with flu vaccines and. You know, the CDC and the, the infectious disease experts, I think they're going to keep their, they're going to be vigilant worldwide for other potential uh, viruses that may pop up like this and be able to deal with that situation and nip it in the bud before it becomes uh, an, an out of control train like COVID has become. So, I think we've learned a lot, and I think that that knowledge is going to help us going forward. And, and Dr. Orden, along with uh, with with COVID and the pandemic, and and everybody having to to have a little bit more time for introspection, what has maybe been the biggest thing that that, that you took from 2020 that you're that you're taking into the new year? Well, 2020 was <laughs> obviously different, and it affected my practice. We 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 had to shut down elective surgery. And, you know, it gave me time to be uh, retrospective. It gave me time to, to spend more time at home with, with my family. I wasn't able to see my son, so uh, he's in Chicago. So, you know, it was different, but I, I, there was a lot of soul searching and the opportunity to, to reflect and count your blessings and uh, at the same time, be safe and do the right thing as it as it relates to the COVID pandemic. That's right. Well, uh, Doctor Ord, of course, if uh, if folks want to find out uh, more information, they can watch the day the doctors daily on uh, uh, on television. They can also want to keep up with uh, with all the socials that you have as well. That's right. I'm I'm on Instagram and Facebook, and as far as the doctors, uh, 
Yes, watch our show daily. Check your, your local listings and go to our website, thedoctorstv.com. Ton of information, you name it, as it relates to your health mentally, physically, spiritually. It's on our website. That's right. Uh, K-A-U-T, 10 Central Time uh, in the morning, 4 in the afternoon as well in Oklahoma City. Check out the doctors. And uh, Dr. Orton, it has been great to visit with you this morning. Truly appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully we can catch up again real soon. I'd love that. You have a great day. Be safe. Our final guest is actress Nicole Kang. We'll be talking about the new movie 10 Minutes to Midnight and CW's Batwoman. First off, Nicole, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Of course. Thank you so much for talking to me. Now, now, of course, you've got uh, Batwoman on the CW. Folks might remember you from that. Also got uh, the, the, the new movie available on VOD and uh, all digital platforms, 10 Minutes to Midnight. And uh, first off, Nicole, tell us a little bit about uh, about the new film. So 10 Minutes to Midnight is such a fun ride. I'm really, really excited for everybody to watch it anywhere you can sort of purchase a movie. It's on Amazon, iTunes, Apple TV, you name it. I'm really excited because it's this fun 75 minute roller coaster of a ride that takes place actually in a radio station because we play homage to Caroline Williams's former role in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where she is also being terrorized <laughs> in a radio station. So there seems to be a theme here. Uh, not that we're saying anything about radio stations, but we might be. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but it's no, it's so fun. I love that it's set in a radio station. It has this sort of timeless quality about it in that way. And it's it's a lot of fun. I play Sienna. I sort of play her foil if if it, you know were and also i think they do have tons in common you know i think i play a younger version of of amy marlowe caroline williams's character and i'm her replacement um a young jockey on on this radio station and i've come to take her job <laughs> and so then the conflict ensues <laughs> Now, did, did what, what has music and and radio has that ever been an interest of yours before, or or just uh, just just through the creepy movie, if you will? <laughs> oh. oh, music has been the backdrop of my entire life. Same with you know radio. I I think I grew up listening to music, and actually, the soundtrack is sort of the fun part of this movie too. It's so important. The sounds and the things are so important to communicating to paint the whole picture of what goes on in a radio station, right? All the clicking, all the ready, all the live, you know, that red recording button (laughs) and everything. It, it creates the environment. And I, and I think it's especially important in a beginning scene when they are first introduced and first sort of, elbowing for power amy marlowe she puts her she puts sienna in her place you know and she uses that the 
excitement and the thrill of being live in front of tons of listeners, right? Uh, <laughs> to her advantage to sort of pressure and bully this new young girl. And, and, and she succeeds, you know, it's terrifying. I, I think, but yeah, to sort of go back to that music of, has always been a part of my life. It's been, you know, I think, everybody has certain albums, certain artists that are the backdrop in certain times of their life. I think music has this incredible way of creating such nostalgia and to sort of get you going and moving and dancing. And then I have also, um, you know, a singer and things like that. And they have always, that skill has always helped me in my art. It's whole, it's, it's, you know, it's never been one thing or the other. It's if I if I have a playlist of a character, if I can sort of sing, you know, those those things to make me from the inside feel a type of way, it really puts me in a great place for acting or or anything that I have to do in life. And with uh, with 2020 being what it was, I mean, how excited are you to actually have something new out there to 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 send people to, especially in the midst of uh, of all we've all gone through? If I can bring some fun and ridiculousness, if anything, <laughs> <laughs> this movie goes off the rails when Amy Marlowe suddenly gets bitten by a bat on her way in, and you and you figure that out, and it sort of unravels and turns into chaos. It is pretty cathartic to watch this movie go to the heights that it does. I had so much fun filming it and I am really feeling so grateful that it is available and I can sort of give it back finally to the world. And I, I hope people enjoy it and I hope people can escape. You know, I, we saw sort of it at a drive-in movie theater, which is something that I never said I would say that it would premiere at a drive-in movie theater. But we, you know, people are on top of their cars dancing to the opening credits. And, and I hope, I hope that is the case. And that's the scene for, for people watching at home and, and they get to escape for 75 minutes and, and just really have fun. That's right. And again, uh, Nicole, I want to make sure not only to send folks uh, information about the uh, about where they can find the movie, but also everything you've got going on social media wise. Oh, wow. Yes, I am on Instagram and Twitter at Nicole Kang. And uh, I dabble in TikTok in there at just <laughs> Cole Kang. But yeah, you can find me at just my first and my last name. All right. Well, Nicole, it's been great to visit with you this morning. Looking forward to checking out the new film. And hopefully you have a, a wonderful 2021. You as well. Thanks again for joining us for this 14th episode in Season 2 of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. If you ever have a comment, question, or anything else you'd like to know, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at GQ with Cam. If you'd like to help out in the funding for this podcast, feel free to click the support tab and follow the instructions. If you have a special guest idea, you can email me gqwithcam at gmail.com. Thanks again to Brandon Allen for coming up with the theme music for good questions. We're going to let him play us out. I hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday. Join me tomorrow for episode 15. Episode 15.